to the end of Xbox Indies. Yeah. Like if you go to most like popular everything. No, if you go to most popular. Yeah. It sorts it, you know, by most popular whatever their metric is for that probably download sales, etc. all the way to the worst. Yeah. And it's like 3300 things. I went all the way to the end and downloaded that game. Yeah. Just to see what is the worst, the least popular, the least popular indie. Is it, is it a Minecraft ripoff? No, those are all super popular. I don't know oh. what you're talking about. Yeah, cool. It's uh it's some like trivia game that I couldn't get to work. Well, that explains. So why. yeah, so that kind of bummed me out. I wanted it to be something I could actually play. I want the stand-up comedy game to work so hard. It doesn't. Well, there's just nobody using it. Oh you yeah. Know, the whole thing is that you're broadcasting yourself well we can get in there and start Uh the community (laughs) i like that everything on there is only a dollar now because they're shit yeah but in a great way before it was still shit and people were still had hope that they would be able to make money off of it they probably still make some money just not good money pull your mic closer to your face all right baba booey howard stern's penis baba booey baba booey all right, let's talk about video game makers. Oh, twist. Okay. Just starting right now. Now. Okay. You go. Go. What have you played? Go. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, Monster Hunter's still pretty good. Um, Joey, do you Still remember? not done with Monster Hunter. <laughs> do, you, uh, <laughs> do you remember when we were having that first conversation and I was like, Oh, Monster Hunter, I hear that consumes your life. And you're like, no, I've been playing it. I love it. I play pretty much just that nothing else. It doesn't consume your life. It doesn't. And I, I was very, very wary about that statement. And <laughs> But I was like, okay, I'll trust Joey on this. Three episodes later, what are you playing, Joey? Monster Hunter? That's what else? Not Monster it. Hunter? That's not it. Let me Do you look. do anything else? Monster Hunter? Yeah, you're right. This is It has been <laughs> shitty for our show. But let me let me look at my Steam thing because I have and, played some other stuff. I, the I only other thing you've expressed interest in is Monster Hunter, preceding the current Monster Hunter you're playing. That's oh, it. The Monster Hunter Three, yeah, which Monster I already have. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I've played some other stuff. Um, I have one that I've been playing a little bit that I'm probably going to save until uh, I'm deeper in, so we can talk about it as a main one called uh, Guild Guild Dungeoneering. Yeah, that looks very cool. Yeah, the I art style of that is that fucking awesome. It's like old. school old school D&D maps with like cross hatching and stuff. Yeah. But it's a really weird mix of not actually playing it and then putting cards down and then sort of like a, a rock, paper, scissors style combat. It almost looks like a game that some kid drew in uh, like high school physics in their notebook. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I love That's that art style. Aesthetic. Yeah. So it's, it's super neat and it's definitely not like something I'd played before where you... It's like a roguelike. It's almost a simulation, isn't it? Like you're building the map and then you're running characters through it. No, it's the the building of it is very much in the background. Oh, so okay. it's like you you can play, and uh, that kind of determines where your hero goes. But the main thing is when you get loot, it adds cards to your mini deck of moves. So it's like I'm gonna get this new helmet. And it's going to give you these three new cards to like cycle through. It's like Card Hunters. Did you ever play that? No. It's a free to play thing. They just brought to Steam. I almost always avoid free to play. Me too. Even if th- they look awesome, I just I don't trust it. This one or Card Hunter is almost the same thing because the aesthetic of that is like old D and D with like the cardboard standees. Yeah. And it all looks like that, but each character has their own deck of attacks and moves and stuff. So you cycle through those per character 
So it's Guild and Dungeoneering is very similar. I think Card Hunter is a better game, but it's free to play. Yeah. So you're gonna like run into a paywall at some Something. point. It's it's it, still cool. You, like free to play freaks me out because if you don't hit a hit a paywall, then you start worrying. Like you know, there's that old saying: if if uh, if you don't know what the product is, you're the product. You know. <laughs> like you, like, it's clearly you, got me somewhere, and I yeah, don't know. Yeah. If you can't tell what they're selling, it's probably you and everyone you love. <laughs> um, let's see. The the I bought for like two bucks. There's this other. Um, it's like a really simple platform looking thing called Just Get Through. Never heard of it. Yeah, I don't. I I've only played. It says point two hours, so um, it's not a twenty minutes or less. I'm gonna keep going. Or less. All right. It's very strange though. It's like really monochromatic and super floaty, but it's it's supposed to be a platformer that just randomly generates a level, and you need to see how far you can get. So it could be cool. Um, but I haven't actually talked about on the show. I've only done it on the live streams. I have started my quest to 100%, 100% Spelunky um, so that I can get my Spelunky tattoo. That's the end goal of all of it. And Kim is on board. As soon as I am able to say that I have 100% at Spelunky, I can get my tattoo. And that's the giant Olmac across your left butt cheek? <laughs> Maybe. I, don't, I haven't decided. The, the pug on your face? I haven't decided what it is. I haven't narrowed down to a handful of things. And uh, I'm still thinking about it because uh, I've when I modded my face into it, I now have access to all the art in the game because you have to essentially unpack like, yeah. the the assets. So I have the sprite sheets where I can look at every single thing from the game, and I've picked out a handful of ideas. You're gonna hand this like very a, a sprite sheet over. Yeah, very detailed sprite sheet to uh, tattoo artists. He's like, yeah, 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 I got it. Don't worry about it. And then it's just gonna be like. Uh, tribal tattoo around your arm. And he'll be like, yeah, here you go. This the is what spelunky. you wanted, right? <laughs> Sp- spelunky, whatever you wanted. I don't give a <laughs> there shit. There you go, tribal tattoo. I do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said tribal tattoo, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. Tribal tattoo slash sports team. And then you look over and your sprite sheet's just been used as a jizz rag and it's in his trash can. <laughs> Aw. Yeah. That's not That's, not that's nice. where you go. So I, I on... The live stream failed at getting anything, but the, essentially the last three things I had to do was um, speed lunky, which is insane. It's beating the entire game of eight mi- in eight minutes, yeah. which I have done as of this recording. Um, but I didn't do it like on the live streams. The I don't know if you've ever done it, but Steam has a thing where people can, can request watch. to watch yeah. the game. And um, Aunt Dancast just like randomly saw me playing. He's like, "Hey, can I watch this?" I was like, "I don't know what this I like is." To watch. He's like, mm. "I don't either. I just clicked it." <laughs> so he joined and watched me do some runs, and I ended up doing it while only he was watching. <laughs> so <laughs> the I, greatest one man let's play of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there. Uh, Kim was behind me, and when I was doing the speed runs for that, I have like a chair in front of the TV. Were you he, doing like? PewDiePie commentary over it for him, too. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm running around. <laughs> no, I wasn't. It's I... for you, Dan Ancast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was sitting in one of those foldy chairs in front of the screen, just like fucking in it. Yeah. And then I um, I got like a random 12. Phaser's locked. Yeah. Joe's tw- in. 12 bomb box just randomly in the temple. So I was I was at like four and a half minutes. But I'm not going to say anything out loud. And got to Olmec, and I looked at Kim, and she her Olmec, eyes were the like, last guy in the game. Yeah, her eyes were big. I was like, Kim, I have enough bombs. I could do it safely instead of the this like method that I had 
practiced where you essentially tunneled down with Olmec staying just off to the side of him. Yeah. So I I took an extra minute and bombed my way through and then just had him jump in it and was able to beat it in like six and a half minutes. And as soon as I went through the door and I saw the achievement pop, I like threw my controller and stood up and like tore my shirt off. <laughs> Kim was just on the couch watching me do this. I'm like, ah, ah. You just yelled, I'm going to do you so hard later. <laughs> I actually said, I want to fuck something. <laughs> Quote unquote. <laughs> and then like flopped on the ground with no shirt on. And then stood up and just went, oh, I want to fuck something. And the dogs, their ears perk up, perk up and then just they run outside. <laughs> it was such a good moment. Oh, I felt so great. So the only thing I have left is the play it a thousand times, which sucks because I have. You've just, done that way more times. Yeah, just over not on this. Ten platforms you played on. Yeah, just not on this one system. So I'm still adding to that. I think it's up to 600 now because it keeps track. Um, the problem with that is you don't want your global stats to go down too hard just trying to get through them. Oh, like start, die, start, die. you just start, die, die. Well, yeah. I'll, I'm going to do that af- if I get the last one, which is really the only challenge left, which is low scorer. Yeah. That's um, beating the entire game without collecting a single piece of treasure, which has been a motherfucker. Because you have to completely untrain yourself. Yeah, from it's everything you've learned. So automatic. That was the first thing where I, where I started to advance through the game better. But the first thing I learned was just jump and grab every piece of yeah. gold. Yeah, so just grab it. The first couple of times I attempted it, like after I checked Speed Lunky off, it was like I would look up and I'd have money and I didn't remember. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, like I just like I didn't. I never remember picking any of that up. And then you look down, up. and you're eating an entire birthday cake. <laughs> when did this happen? And then you look down, and your pants are on your ankle, and you're jerking off. What is going on with me? Am I just the most depraved person in the world? That's what happens when you you, you try to S-rank something. It just kind of <laughs> happens that way. So, anyway, that's what's been going on, uh, game-wise for me. Yeah. So, have you been testing anything out here? Uh, I mean... Prior I'm- to bringing it up as an actual marquee. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what I've been doing has been playing, uh, messing around with various like game makers for this episode, and then also um, playing other games that I like so much that I 100%ed them that I'll bring up later on the show. Um, like Invisible in, in, Ink? Invisible Ink is you one 100%ed of them. that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you can keep playing it, and yeah, you keep yeah. unlocking more and more shit the longer you play it. But um, I played a couple playthroughs all the way through, and it's... Just so much fun. But I'll talk about that another time. Um, please. Uh, please don't touch anything is another one that I'll, I'll talk. As yeah, a, yeah. More, I, you know, I have that. And I'm waiting until def- you play it. Because that's one where I'm going to say, fuck you listening. I'm spoiling the shit out of it. Yeah. But preview now. Go play that game. Yeah, it's not it's super expensive. and it's crazy, and it's fun, and um, it's not something I can tell you anything more about without spoiling it. Yeah. Don't look up anything about it. Just also. Yeah, just get it and play it. And yeah, just jump in. This is your, your warning. I guess. Um, Broken Age, the second part came out. I'll talk about that at some point, too. And we, we've played... We streamed Duck Game a handful of times. Oh, I still play Duck Games so much. I, said, I do see you on there playing that yeah. quite... Just per- online, randomly? That's. I'll come home from work, and I'll play it for a half hour. Oh, okay. I just, like, it helps me unwind. I sit down. I Yeah, I usually... I, I pretty much, at this point, only play it online. Mm. Um, I Done did, with the challenges? I did as much of the challenges. I unlocked the second hat box, which is, like, pretty far in there. Get you the Joey hat, P.S. Yeah. 
It's a Joey hat that Which everyone loves. I've never seen a single person play. No, no offense, Joey. Except not for a me, single person. It's because only I can. <laughs> it doesn't let you. No, it's because everyone's grossed out with. It. Oh, it's such a round, furry head. Ugh. Yeah, get in there and play that Joey hat. Get some head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I play that uh, pretty much every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, I didn't like know you'd gotten that deep. No, I mean. It's just for a half hour, or twenty minutes. The That's problem how it starts, is, man. That's how it starts. The problem with that game is there's like a cycle of one game when you're playing online. Ten ten matches. Mm-hmm. The and you're playing with three or four other people because it's pretty much you need three or four people. Yeah. So I'm playing with three or four people. Invariably, the person who sucks the most just rage quits after four or five matches, and then you have to just start that cycle all the way over. Oh yeah, yeah. So I keep saying I just want to play one match. Start to, to finish, finish it, you know? and then it just keeps resetting over and over. So I end up because if you kick like, him and no, yeah. and you stop waiting for him to come back, it starts the the the, the counter whole match over. over. Yeah, yeah. And then you can't prove to the other people that you're better than them because then they can, you know, it doesn't count all your other kills. It sucks. When we were playing the other day, there was someone who got really into duck character, and I appreciate it. Oh, where he quacked? I think he, yeah, he like kept writing a bunch of duck puns in the chat but then he drops some harsh n-words like right at the end i'm like i don't know what to feel anymore yeah that's pretty typical duck game <laughs> you guys can see those live streams too on yeah. our youtube page and i i don't know if we have like a great system for letting people know because there's not a lot of people following us on twitter um well that's their fault look if you want to watch us do these live streams and we haven't announced it like a couple days in advance just join the Twitter feed. Yeah, they, it Waz automatically Pod. posts to Twitter when we go live. Oh, it does? Yeah, I've been pretty posting sh- it also. Yeah, me too. I Because th- okay. we, we put it on there. It's like, hey, we're about to like yeah. go. But I'm pretty sure as soon as we're live, Twitch automatically says like the name of the, the stream like, you can set. And then it just has a link. So yeah. the WASDPOD on Twitter, you can just follow that and it'll automatically let you know, I guess. Yeah. WASD for the... Key, keys on a keyboard pod for our favorite christian rock band christian rock band yes exactly it's a uh, very niche <laughs> podcast group but you know that's what you're supposed to do when you start a new podcast you're supposed to do something that not a lot of people have done before well, christian rock to be fair there are a lot of pod podcasts joey <laughs> yeah you, but you've not... never logged on to the pod pod network because that's all it is <laughs> so the pod pod network <laughs> yeah the pod pod network <laughs> hey what's up i'm here with Mikael and ezekiel we're talking about pod today what else is new I feel so alive. How do you feel, Ezekiel? Also so alive for the very first time. Fuck yeah. Fuck. Oh, I mean, frick yeah. Frick yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Also, the the like, in, even though that was a goof just now, we know lyrics to P.O.D. songs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, K-Rock. <laughs> for the very first time. Thank you, Jed the Fish, you motherfucker. Can't deny it. Uh, so, I've been playing a lot of Duck Game. Uh, I've also... Uh, a game that I found originally for Friday Time Wasters, which uh, are usually browser games that I'll post on Fridays mm-hmm. on our Twitter feed, is um, usually stuff that'll just suck you in when you can't work anymore for that last like half hour. <laughs> so like usually what Ari's doing about four thirty. That's right. It's almost always posted around four thirty. <laughs> that is very when astute. You've just fucking checked out already for, for the day. Yeah, and I'm already looking at these browser games anyways. Yeah. But uh, one of them that I posted is agar.io, Agario. Have you mm. seen that game? Mm-hmm. 
It's so, so good. It's gotten to the point where I was playing it on my browser for a while, and I was like, wow, this is actually better than most of the ones. Because most of the games I, I post are like, they're interesting, or they're funny, or they're dumb, but you play them for a while. That's it. I keep going back to this. Itch.io is, seems to be your, your, yeah. your go-to for that type of stuff. There's so much good stuff on Itch.io. Um, I'm sorry. I yeah. just saw this. So real quick, retread. Um, saw Landon join a group called Quack Out. Cool. So I clicked on it to see what it was, and the description about Quackout, a majestic land where rage quitting is uncommon, where competition reigns. So it's apparently some some duck game enthusiasts that are trying to create like a good... Yeah, I support that. Yeah, so I just joined it. The rage quitting is very, very frustrating, but there's not much you can do about it. You can join Quackout. I don't know if that'll... You can't then just find Quackout people to play with at any time. Yeah, you can. No, because sometimes... There's on not your, that many games going, just uh, total. Well, on your friends list, yeah. there's another tab uh, called uh, friends and then groups. If you go to groups, there's like a different toggle for all those people, and it tells you how many are in chat, how many are in game. But how many people are in that group to be in with? Um, right now, I think it's fairly new. There are 58. Yeah, that's, I mean... Just spreading the word, man. Okay. Just I, I support it. Preaching the gospel. But sometimes you need your duck game, and you can't wait <laughs> around for some quack out people to get. Can't wait for the quack out. Well, uh, I've joined. Uh, we'll see. Because that, that was a problem in our second stream, like even getting a full game, um, which, and then finishing a full game. Getting a full game, an issue. you can pretty much do. That was That was rare for my experience where we had to wait around for more than two minutes to get at least three people. Mm-hmm. But um, normally, it's you, at, a, at most, you wait five minutes. That was really weird. Well, and I hadn't really played it online since it came out, and those games were filling up like immediately. I was like, oh, this is doing really well. So I don't know if it's just like already on to the next thing or what the deal is. I don't but... know. Uh, Landon is coming out with a patch that he's been talking about for like the last two months that looks really big. So maybe that'll boot jump start maybe it'll it probably up. be out by the time the yeah. show goes up for i sure. think it i think for real it's coming out next week from what he keeps oh okay tweeting mm-hmm. um but we'll see all right um but agario i've been playing a lot it's replaced my pooping game <laughs> oh I, really I, you don't I, play tai chi anymore i immediately got well i i 50 50 well it's already shitting with this week i uh i downloaded it on my phone it's free for ios and android agar.io Io. yeah, yeah. And it's a little wonky on your phone because you got to use like the thumb drag, you know, where you're it's oh, following to... your thumb, mm. and so it that'll obscure part of the screen. Yeah, that seems tough. But the cool thing about the game is basically you're a little circle that eats tiny dots on the screen, and it gets slightly bigger and bigger with each dot. And there's then you... a lot of games that have that exact style thing too, which is crazy that it's become so good. Like Agario has become such a big deal too. Well, I, it just it like perfects it because it really feels like an ecosystem because there's other people it's like massively multiplayer yeah, it's so there's, huge there's other people all over the place they're getting bigger too and then they can eat you and then there's little like spiky things that you can hide in like like little fish and sea anemones you know so you can mm. go go next to um another like a bigger guy and then run away and he'll chase you and then you can hide in this little circle thing spiky circle thing and they can't get in that or else it'll explode them into pieces. That sounds new. I don't remember that thing. I just remember being able to like shred or to shoot yourself outwards as like smaller. Yeah, you can split bits. yourself to eat other pieces, but yeah. then you're vulnerable. 
Yeah, till you form back together. Till you form back together. So kind of a strategy then is you go as close as possible to a, a massive player, which is counterintuitive, but it's like little fish being next to a shark because it's too much effort for them to try to get you. So they just don't even give a shit. Yeah. Eating yeah. you is like nothing to them, uh-huh. but it'll keep away all the bigger guys because they're terrified of it. Uh-huh. So you get these crazy symbiotic relationships like you get in nature. That's cool. And um, I was so, wondering where you were going with like hanging out with the big guy, but yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So it, it, it really feels like you're in an ecosystem, not just like you're in a game trying to eat each other at random. Um, and there's deeper things in there too. Well, looking at it too, it almost looks like. Like a microscope view? Yeah. Like, that's how it feels. It's yeah. like you're each like a little... Like amoebas. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend that. It's free, which is another thing. And it's a great... This, this I understand how they make money, so it didn't sketch me out. Mm-hmm. It's ad-based, but okay. it's, it's maybe every fourth playthrough, an ad, ad for Clash of Clans will pop up, and then you just exit out. <laughs> okay. It's literally Clash of Clans. So when are you going to play Clash of Clans? Oh, I want to play it bad now. <laughs> So it's working. It's on, baby. <laughs> oh, man. I'm coming for you, booby lady. I downloaded that, I think. Yeah, you played it for the shit show. No, 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 no. That was Game of War, <laughs> Age of Metal and Boob, Kate Upton. Game of War. I don't know. Maybe Ga- it's Game, game of War. War, the Fire Rage. Maybe That's this is it. the same game. I don't know. There was also, speaking of the worst name for games ever, there was a new one that just came out. Uh... Let me see if I can find the title of it. It just sounded like the most generic non-game. Um, and it was also another... War of Games. Yeah, it was also like another free-to-play thing. In um, the land of Mithril <laughs> rides the victors of Game of War Games. Kingdom. Uh, I wish two. I keep talking. Ice Age. Keep making up your shitty games. I'm going to try to find Path it. of the Planewalkers. Wizards of the Coast. That's a real one, though. You can't do that. No, you shut up, Joey. It's part of the bigger title, so it's obscured. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. And it's all, like, runs together as one. And, and like, the I is a one, so that's how they get around it in Wizards. Well, this one's called Epic Card Battles. I feel like I'm getting close. <laughs> <laughs> Epic War of the Warriors. Warriors? Yeah, because it's spelled a little wrong to get around <laughs> all right, the real I, game. I can't find it, but it... It was actually like on the front page of Steam as a new release, and it was just like super, super generic game, free to play, of war. I did play Pretentious Game, which is another. Should we go to twenty minutes or less? Oh, it's not a well. Twenty minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> that, I know want. that one doesn't really count. I know. We can t- sure it's a twenty minute or less because it's a twenty minute game. So you liked it. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Okay. It's it's pretty much just a, a, a straight bite of, um, what is it? Ethan is alone or what's the name? Thomas, Thomas was alone. alone. Yeah, Thomas was alone. Which I love. Thomas. Thomas was a e- Ethan was alone. A vanishing of Carter. Yeah. Epic. Yeah. Epic. <laughs> epic card game <laughs> of war. I, I really love Thomas was alone, as you can hear in past episodes. This game is really funny. I still haven't played it, despite what I said in past episodes. <laughs> We say a lot of things. I've realized that. Oh, I think I might check that out. <laughs> 90% of what we say on this, we never... Oh, yeah, why don't you post that on the on the Twitter feed? Okay, we'll do that. Never going to do that. <laughs> never now. If you want to do that, listener at home, whatever we say we're going to do, just do it. Yeah, please. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's a rip on that and Stanley Parable 
and all those other like games. making fun of it or yeah. okay. I mean, but but nicely and playfully, you know. <laughs> okay. It's like look at these piece of shit stuff. <laughs> Like, pretentious faces. It looks like Thomas was alone, and then it's like sim- very, very simple, stupid learning mechanics. You know, where it like teaches you how to jump over things, and then it has like a pretentious line under it, like "Time is vanishing, but where is it vanishing to?" <laughs> okay. You know, things like that. I'm looking at the the trailer for it's, it. It's fun. Yeah, it, it's it is 20 minutes, and it's like a couple bucks. It's mostly positive. Yeah, because it's it's not. It doesn't go so far that it's then up its own butt. And it's also you, not so mean that, like, if you actually like the thing, you're put off by that. You're put off by it. It's, it's just four ninety nine right now. Oh, but get it on a sale. It's yeah. like one buck. It's like four ninety nine. Seems like a lot for twenty minutes. Oh yeah, don't buy it for four bucks. But two bucks, yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> that, that I like I played the name that of it. Pretentious recently. game. That's that's pretty good. I, I got enough out of it. Where if it was longer than twenty minutes, you'd be like, "This is enough." It's perfect. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's good as it is. Speaking of 20 minutes or less, I actually, um, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but the Steam refunds are a thing. Yeah. I, re- I returned my first stuff. How'd it work? Um, they did a weird thing where they gave, they granted me the refunds probably within half an hour. Um, one of them... Um, did you play these games at all? or you? Just... One of them I did. Well, I take that back. Both of them I did. Uh, one was Space Colony. Which was like an HD remaster of a kind of an older game, uh, but it was just clunkier than I was expecting. So I had to like twelve minutes on the counter, but this was before the refund system was actually implemented. So I just clicked it anyway. Yeah, because like I'm, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to play it. Like it, I might as well try. And they granted it to me. Um, <laughs> but what they do is, if you want it to go back into your Steam account, which is what I did for one of them, and the other I did like same day. I. It was that face rig thing. Yeah. Um, where you can put... For a camera. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, this might be fun to mess with. Yeah. But uh, the, I thought the lip sync was bad and like the tracking, like it just wasn't there yet. Sure. So that one was pretty pretty seamless because um, I bought it that day, used it for like 15 minutes, did the return. So exactly what they advertise it for. Basically, yeah. yeah. So, um, But the putting it back in my Steam account took like a week. If you click on the total, like if you have money in there, you can see like the little dollar amount. Yeah. And you click on that, it'll say like available balance and then like pending balance. It took like seven days. So it's like clearing a check. Yeah, almost. Yeah. So it took a while for it to come back in. But I mean, they didn't send me like any notices or anything. It was just like, hey, we gave you this refund. I was like, okay. So it seemed to work out. I don't know. I don't know how That's... often I'll use it, but yeah. I know they have like systems in place to make sure you don't just buy everything, play it for a couple of minutes, be like, I don't like it, refund. But well, what's you, the problem with that? I don't know. If you don't like the game and you want to refund it, who cares how well, many times you do that? What do you think the their because they had language in there for something about like oops, abusing it? For like abusing that system. So like I don't know what would constitute abuse. Maybe it. something like you get it off bundles or don't buy stuff from them and you're trying to return stuff. Mm-hmm. Or you play it for twenty minutes, you return it, you buy it again, you play it for twenty minutes, uh, you return <laughs> it. You, you, that I could see someone. Maybe. Doing. I I could just see like them saying you're abusing it if you're returning a lot. Like you're not doing your proper the proper homework and you're shitting up their system with more work. I don't I don't I, I don't imagine that would be the thing. Because then the system's working. You're not getting stuck with games you don't like. Event, if you don't like 
100 games, you're returning all of them. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be playing any games. <laughs> you probably hate games, man. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> Just read a book. <laughs> I wonder how many more I have that I could return. I wish there was a way to sort by like time played in your in your Steam list, but I know there there are several that I've got and like, well, I'm kind of stuck with that now. That's not that great. You would also have to figure out though which games you bought through Steam. Because you have so many games right. that you bought. Well, odds are if I know them, <laughs> that means I bought them through Steam. <laughs> because um, I have crap on here that I don't even know where it came from, and it's probably from. What a- the hell is Meteor Grabber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff on here, but um, I I was pleasantly surprised with how easy that was, and I just parked on Ossuary, which I still need to play. Yeah, did you end up getting cool. that? I think I did. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. It looks a lot like Lisa to me. It's either... I No, I did buy it. I did buy it. I found out it was very short. It was like $13 or something, wasn't it? On sale? Um, No, I don't think so. Uh, I thought it was like a little more expensive than it should have been. So I was weighing it a lot, but ultimately pulled the trigger. It's nine ninety nine, brand new. Uh, or like without a sale. So maybe it only went down $1. Yeah, I think because it was new during the sale. Yeah. So it was eight ninety nine for being a new indie thing. It looks cool. Yeah, looks weird. Which I, I, as I, soon as I saw it though, and I sent it to you, I was like, "This is going to be a game Joey's probably going to do." Yeah, I'm probably going to. Yeah, I have that still. I just haven't, haven't dug back into it. I haven't been playing a lot of um, games in general. I smell more poop. I think the dog shit in here again. Oh, just to catch you up, listeners at home, the dog shit in the Explosive Magic Cave earlier today, <laughs> <laughs> as apparently they do. So the, it's just Wendell. It's the, <laughs> fucking Wendell every time. You should get a giant sign that says podcast studio slash dog toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that or he farted, which he did in bed this morning when they were sleeping with me. Kim's not here, so he's sleep, sleeping with me and both of them. And I was like, I swore to God someone shit in the bed. So <laughs> I like, It wasn't me this time. It wasn't me. I turned the light on. And it was like 6.30 in the morning, so it's like I clearly didn't want to be up and moving around, but that's how certain I was someone shit in the bed. And it just turned out one of them busted ass so horrendously that I like thought someone actually took a dump. So it, You that- live quite a charmed life, Joey. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you have two pugs, I Pulling guess. back the veil for the listener at home. <laughs> yeah, no shit. The, the magic life I lead. <laughs> Um, is there any other 20 minute shit you want to talk about or should we d- dive into our, there's one that'll be a good segue. Okay. Yeah. That's so I'll bring it up for that reason. It's called last word. Last word. Yeah. Last word is a game that when I read about it originally, I was really excited because I have been using RPG make maker ACE VX. Um, and I'll explain why they're they such a come stupid up with, like, act. a dirty, dirty <laughs> name. Uh, I've been using that a lot and we'll get into that shortly, but, um, they were able to do something that Joey and I had been talking about a lot recently, which is using the RPG Maker system to create something that is not an RPG and doesn't look like an RPG at all. Or it's still an RPG, but it's not like attack, magic throw, like yeah, very it's, traditional. It's, it's not systematic in like, these are your few options. It's always attack, drink a potion, do this. Yeah. And you just keep going through the motions, leveling up. Yeah. So what this game is, is you. Our character that's going to a fancy dinner party, you start with some other dweeby character who's going to a fancy dinner party, and you learn shortly that the dinner party is actually a battlefield of wits where you, and quits. Which is such a cool, like, cool setup. So it is still an RPG in a way that you're battling, 
but the but the battling is trying to outsmart the other person during conversation. And when I read the description and saw some videos, I was really excited about it. Yeah, that's such a cool idea. It sounds so cool. And in my mind, did you ever play Monkey Island? Any of them? Not really. Okay. I, it was kind of. I kind of didn't really have computers that could run it when it was important to. So missed out on a lot of that because like grim fandango was like the first big lucas arts thing I oh played. so you came in at the end the end yes <laughs> exactly uh monkey island was really fun it was a ron gilbert game that was really funny and interesting and i feel like it the pirates of the caribbean ripped them off a lot uh-huh. but it could just be they were drawing from the same well guybrush you guybrush three woods. three woods yeah so the way that you battle in monkey island is you're a swordsman but you try to distract them and make them so flustered that you can then disarm them and stab oh. them. So the way you do that is you do like pirate insults. Like, your mom smells like a cow kicked in the face or some weird, yeah. funny thing. And then there's a response that says, you know, that's like, well, that's why you're always drinking her curdled milk or something. You know, like some doesn't really make sense how it's a comeback, but it's funny. Um, and then that moves them a little back or a little forward so you can keep track of huh. uh, what the action is. I expected last word to be something like that. Yeah. Where you're picking phrases and attacking in a more sophisticated way. Because Monkey Island, it basically, you just had to memorize what... Which one responded. Yeah. And you could learn through talking to people what is the proper um, way to respond to what. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that... Um, the the browser game also um, that we have a clan in. What's that called again? Kingdom of Loathing. Yeah, Kingdom, I haven't played in so long. Yeah, no. <laughs> Kingdom of Loathing does that a little bit. In some of the, they have pirate battles. I think they drew inspiration from. Those, oh, really? <laughs> from, or from Monkey Island? But um, I didn't know that it was even part of it. I just thought it was like combine A with B to solve the puzzle with C, like that type of thing. You thought it was just point and click? Yeah. And. It's a lot of that, but it's no. It's got really cool mini games. Oh. There's like one part of the game where you're in like a spitting competition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so you got to find like super grog to get your spit like extra saliva y. Extra uh, gobby. There's there's all kinds of stuff. It's Those are really fun games if you have the patience for point and click adventures. But Which last historically word, I do not. You do not. No. Yeah. Uh, last word is not that. Last word is disappointingly exactly like the rpg that we were talking about earlier where the way that you fight is you don't actually see what they're talking about you have three different categories one is like tact one is like power one is like something else Mm. and so in those three categories there's then three categories and so that makes nine nine there's nine total choices but you can only do some of them at any given time because you have two meters one is a meter uh, that's blue, one's a meter that's red, and then you have a, a meter at the bottom, which is your tug-of-war determining who wins the match. Okay. There's a marker that moves back and forth after each quip. You pick um, the three options in the first of the three, you three, three sub-options in the three main options, and then that will allow you, depending on the strength of that, will allow you to determine the strength of the next one down. And then the strength of that one determines the next one down. Okay. So you're basically, you are doing a balancing act where you're trying to to move the meter at the bottom. But by moving the meter at the bottom the furthest, you're then losing the, the strength of the ability 
in the category main category down um it's 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 convoluted to explain (laughs) that was a really terrible way to do it (laughs) basically you're just you're building up to get a, a stronger attack and if you do it quick then you lose out on um defense it's basically like you're making a choice between defense and offense kind of that's a very very simplified and it's not exactly right but it it becomes very rote what they what they should have done is like do you want to talk about politics do you want to talk about they kind of do that where you can movies you can pick the subject of what you're talking about and you're stronger in movies if you've talked to enough people about movies yeah because in between you're collecting resources by just walking up to people and like chit chatting mm-hmm. before your battles of the of the wits, and so you can chit chat, and they'll just fill you in on some information of the bigger story. Ah, that sounds that still sounds pretty cool. So, but like, you what's your big problem with the? But you don't use that in the ba- in the fighting. Oh, okay. So it's still it just, just makes you somewhat stronger in the underlaying in, oh, the, in the background. Okay, but you're not actually conversing about that. You're just picking the the category that you're talking about. I see. Okay, and then that's the the strength of of your. So they just they didn't dive in enough to the into the theme yeah. to like make you actually think it, it or feels, feel like you're doing that. The actual gameplay is very mechanical. Okay. I was just running through over and over again the same kind of actions, and sometimes you'd win, sometimes you don't. I give them credit for at least trying to break out of attack with sword, heal potion, yeah, that shit. So why are we bringing up this game in the 20 minutes or less, Ari? Because <laughs> it sucks. Wait, what? <laughs> why is this pertinent? To the rest of the show. Ah, that is a fantastic question, Joey. It is because it is made with RPG Maker. VX Ace Plus? Uh, Probably. (laughs) I don't know. There's a hundred different ones. Yeah, there. I can tell you how many there are. There's one, two, there's seven. Seven different RPG. They sell all of them at at any given time. They do. Well, okay, so I'll explain what RPG Maker is real quick. It's an RPG maker. Done. Shocker. <laughs> Shocking that they would call it that. They really broke the bank, broke the mold when they made that name. Mm-hmm. Reached really hard for an RPG maker name. RPG maker. There was a um, something like this on the first PlayStation. It was, you know, those double disc cases? Yeah. That um, they have like that black chunk in the middle and you'd flip it over to the other side. There was one that it was a single disc game. But the manual for it was so big, they sold it in a double-disc case. And it was called, like, Dungeon Builder or something like that. And it was a very early type of art, build-your-own-game type of thing like this. Yeah. that I know that there was, like, a weird subsect of crazy people who were into And I was pseudo one of them. But they had, like, a fighting game maker. Where I you probably could... would have been into that. I didn't have a PlayStation. I was always Nintendo. Okay. okay. So yeah. you, were, you were already in uh I was playing 64 Mario Kart 64 point. or yeah. something. Yeah. Actually having fun with their video games. Got it. I, I will give the RPG Maker people a pass on the on the name simply because they are Japanese. Okay. And so they're making a, a title that's in a different language. Um, but the, the group, the Japanese group that made this um, was called ASCII, which is a cool name for a yeah, group. sure. Especially that does computer stuff. Um, and they have then, lots of makers too, by the way. They don't just have RPG Makers. Yeah. They have... Uh, are are you looking at ASCII? No, I'm or looking, looking at, at Enterbrain RPG Maker Web. Oh, okay, that's that's the website. dot but, com. dot com. Um, they have RPG Maker VX, RPG Maker VX Ace, 
XP 2003. What's GG Maker? GG Maker. GG Maker make is... Make all your GGs. Make every game a good mm. game. Is an easy but powerful tool for building games to share on PC and mobile devices. So, this was actually on the Super Famicom. RPG apparently. Maker was? Yeah, oh. apparently. Well, that was the first version was RPG Tsukuru. Uh, Tsukuru Dante. You're not allowed to say those words. Tsukuru <laughs> is uh, like... Tsukuru is to make in in Japanese. Okay. Um, You're making that up, but whatever. That's fine. Tsukuru. Yeah. And then Tsukuru. I can is, say words too. Tsukuru is to make, and then Tsukuru is like tool. Tsukuru. Tsukuru. This, this all sounds like so, the, the fake versions of one I'm being a dick trying to talk like this. So they put them all together and they got RPG, which is probably like RPG. Aru. RPG. Scooter. Scooter RPG. Anyways, it was a clever move they made. Okay. And then quickly abandoned it in the next version, calling it RPG Maker 95. <laughs> which okay. unsurprisingly was for windows 95 Windows, yeah sure yeah. and then they have rpg 2000 2003 xp vx vx ace the reason people use to this day still 2003 and xp is because even though they're different versions of the same um uh the same application they dramatically changed the applications from version to version. So the type of games that you can easily make are vastly different. So oh, R- weird. RPG Maker, as it sounds, is an RPG Maker. Since it's Japanese, primarily it's in the mold of JRPGs. Like think old Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy 2, uh, Final Fantasy 3, where you're a little sprite walking around. You hit encounters that the, the screen shifts and then it pulls up a battle screen. Yeah. Oh, the fighting system itself is a big difference. That's exactly. So RPG maker VX ACE is once you hit one of those encounters and you go into a fight screen, the default is to look like an earthbound fight. Yeah. First person. First person. And then there's people floating in the air that you're hitting. And there's, you know, prompts that come up with attack, heal, you know, item, those type of things. Mm -hmm. The RPG 2003 and XP, they have different versions. You know, there's some where if you want to make uh, RPG where it looks more like the traditional view um, from earlier RPGs where there's on the right side are the heroes and the left side are the bad guys. Um, the thing is with VX Ace, you can do all those things. You just have to um, add systems. <laughs> Get some dog dog ball licking in the background. That's really what sets apart all the Explosive Magico shows. Is you get the sound of dogs pleasuring themselves <laughs> in the most Not even intense that. way. Just slurping away. Let's just be quiet and enjoy. Yeah, okay. All right. You go, little guy. You go. What? Are you good? (laughs) Fuck up, bro. (laughs) He just gave Joey a look that was clearly I'm not cool. (laughs) Clearly I'm... I have a problem. I got things to do still. (laughs) Um, Uh, So, 
<laughs> Where were we? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, man. V- VXAs, I think to explain the depth of it, I'll, I'll just lay a little bit of foundation. Uh-huh. It's because you've, you've dug into this way more than I have. Yeah. And, and this uh, one in particular. Yeah. VXAs, I actually used to create a game. Um, we'd been talking about before making like an RPG. And so when I, the best way for me to understand these different systems is just to use them to make something. Because mm-hmm. if I'm just trying to like figure out functionality and digging around, I, it's not, I'm never going to understand it. Like it's how never they gonna make combine together to yeah. into something. So with all of these, I've at least made something. Sure. Um, to try to, because you learn so much more about the system as you're trying to figure out if you can do stuff. So I, I made a game, RPG, um, and uh, it helped me kind of dig into all the systems. The main view of this is you have your graphical interface. So they, really the purpose of this is to help you make an RPG without having to program shit. Right. And it, you can use like a lot of built-in art, but... <sighs> It's very obvious that a it's lot of RPG games maker, are very right. RPG maker, um, which is why I think Lisa's super cool because I'm pretty sure Lisa was made with a version of RPG Maker, which it's probably VXAs based on the fighting screens. Maybe, yeah. Um, but they managed to do a side scroller, yeah, in it. So they took the tool, which I think is is one of the cooler things about stuff like this, that a lot of the games that pump out of these things all have a very similar look and feel. But if you dig in deep enough, you can pretty much bend them to do almost anything. Yeah, and and it's such a powerful game that you're going to find that the hardest part is art. I mean, it's got a character generator, but all the characters look the same. And they're all animu. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't want it to look like that, you're going to have to make it yourself, and then that's something that the game cannot dumb down for you. Yeah. You you just have to get into Photoshop or Illustrate or something and make yourself sprites. Then you can import them. There are um, libraries that and, and extensive um, sales fronts where you can buy pretty much any kind of art you want for your games. Uh, in Within RPG Maker? Like not they... within RPG okay. Maker. And this is one of the big knocks against RPG Maker. You can go to places like RPG Web or there's or RPG Maker Web or there's other big marketplaces mm-hmm. where people sell the stuff that they've made. And there's a lot of really, really cool like packs. libraries and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can like it'll say like futuristic sci-fi game, and then you can buy a pack that has everything you could ever need to make any kind of game like that. Sure. And they're reasonably priced. You know, maybe ten bucks or five bucks or even one buck uh, for something that you'd get the license then to use in a product that you could sell. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem and there's is, no residuals for stuff like that, right? No, you just you're pay just the one buying time. the mm-hmm. license to use it forever, Okay, which is really nice. Uh, the problem is then to get it into the game is very, very, or the game maker is very tedious. Oh, really? You have to go to each different area, like tile sets. You have to go to the tile set area, go to import, import each tile set. Then you have to go to the sprites. You have to go to the, like this will probably take you a half hour. Just which to isn't, import isn't that bad, you know, for something you're going to use forever. But it's it's so frustrating that you can't just isolate the folder and say RPG Maker, add this to my project. Right. Which right. Is, a lot of other systems do, and it doesn't seem like it's that demanding. But um, there's so much functionality and so much shit built into this that you can tell you can't fault them because they just put their time into making other things. Mm-hmm. And I bet there's probably like third party things too that probably make that 
easier. It's possible. Like like scripts or auto loaders types of stuff. If it, it seems like we're going to talk about a couple things, a couple makers, but it's like find the tool that starts closest to what you you want your end result to be and you'll at least save, you know, having to learn a new coding language, but you'll you'll be like 50% of the way there like before you even start. Yeah, like you're never going to use RPG Maker to make a Doom type game. Yeah. They have makers like that. We were not going to talk about a ton of no. FPS makers. <laughs> <laughs> There's way too many of them and they all make garbage looking generic shit. Uh, but people make plenty of generic looking shit out of RPG Maker, so who am I to say? <laughs> yeah. Because, well, I think you just can't use any of the built in stuff unless you're trying to subvert it in a way that, like, winks and nudges at itself for being a stereotypical or un- uninspired looking thing. And I that's what I tried doing with yeah, Idiot, Idiot it, Town. With yeah, Ari's game Idiot Town. Um but basically the the advantage of RPG Maker is you get a graphical interface that once you have your tile sets and your sprites, or your sprites are your people and your things like birds and animals and stuff. Um, and boxes and basically anything that is a sprite that's not part of the background. Um, you have those and you have your tiles for the floor, which you can then paint in by squares. There's a big grid. You can just paint the background. So I want grass. You can just highlight a bunch of grass and, um, in the tile set previewer, and then you just paint grass mm-hmm. all over the place. It's super easy to make the actual aesthetic part. is super easy once everything is loaded up um the part where it gets different is once you start wanting to add um functionality um which rpg maker does a really slick thing where it categorizes basically everything into events which this is sort of like i know this is probably the one out of all these that you've dug into the most yeah this is the weird thing in that every single one of these things has kind of the same lingo but their own way of describing it. So it's like figuring out the one you want to dig into and then knowing when you go into Game Maker that it their version of uh, what you call events or whatever ha- mean this inside of Game Maker. So it's... it's. I, I will say of the three I'm going to talk about today or for whatever we're going to talk about today, no other system I've seen deals with it in the way that Game Maker deals with it. Game Maker? Game Maker deals mm-hmm. with it. Or, I mean, not Game Maker. Uh, RPG Maker deals with it. Having yeah. all of them called Maker is probably... It's really a pain in the ass. <laughs> RPG Maker, events mean anything that's moving or that's going to happen. Or, so, or it, it replaces scripting, right? Like, events is their scripting. Yes, but it also beyond that. Because anything, like, if you want... Um, do you want to wake that dog up? Yeah, let me say This here. is the episode of Pugs. <laughs> Just fucking... No- Alright. Recording again. Uh, where were we? <laughs> I think we were talking about events. Yeah, the different ways it... Yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah. Event is, is a character. Event is um, an NPC. An event is uh, an action like a door opening or door closing. Mm-hmm. They just basically anything that's not um, a static object, you know, painted in the background is is going to be an event. 
and then from the event screens you have something that looks like uh, a script you know like an emac you would have in unix yeah you know basically it looks like somewhere where you'd start typing code but it's not that's where you click to open up smaller prompts that are categorized by like character actions screen actions battle actions like pre-generated code tons of pre-generated code mm -hmm. that um you can lay down in that in that section that window that looks like it's a scripting area um and once it's down there you can follow it almost like reading html like very simple mm -hmm. you don't need really any programming background to understand what's going on or to lay things down but you do have to have at least all of these programs you need to have at least some understanding of what programming is mm -hmm. like no matter how easy they make it you have to have rudimentary concepts like conditionals and like variables you have to know the the basic english version of what all that stuff means exactly like if and then this happens or this happens like you have to know the just the raw problem solving method of the way that some of this programming works but you don't necessarily know or have to know how to tell the computer to do that stuff so you have to know like i need to test this thing to like did you touch this bad guy like did you take damage so it's like you always are, if, yes, I touch this thing, then lose a life. If not, do nothing or something like that. Like you have to be able to think in a weird robotic sort of way. Uh, and that's the same in Game Maker. So I think we can probably start to jump around a sure. couple of these so we don't stick too much on RPG Maker. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I, I've like sort of dipped my toe into a lot of these, but haven't really sat down to... Uh, like try to put something together fully like you did with RPG Maker 1, mostly because I can't stand looking at pre-built-in art assets. Yeah. Like just because I, I know how to make these other ones. And so I'll sit down and be like, well, I, I can't. I have to make my own thing. Like what what, is, what should it be instead? So Yeah, and for me it's like I'm more interested in the system, so I don't really care. I'm just like, oh, cool, it's already there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why you and I need to make something because the part I obsess about is the part you don't care. I don't give care. a shit about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's, what's our list here? Let's, let's kind of dive into all of them. We got Stencil, yeah. which I still haven't even opened. Um, S T E N C Y L. Yeah, I've I've made a simple little game with it. Um, I'd say, and then another one is Construct Two. And Construct Two, which the two of those are very very similar. Yeah, and stencils. Um, you can kind of do free shit with that one. Both of them. Um. Okay. Yeah. Both of them. But then they do have like pro modes, which I think has most to do with outputting methods. Yeah. If you want to make an iPhone game, they're gonna make you pay for that because they know you're gonna make. Or money off at least of it. try to make money off of it but if you want to just make an html5 game either one of those you can do that it's free yeah it's free. and, and the software it itself out. is completely unlocked like there's nothing i don't know 100 percent. okay because there could be some deep you know very powerful things that it does but i haven't encountered that when i was making small games in both of those okay so i'm looking at um stencils right now so Starter is free, and that's publishing to web, like what you're saying. I'm pretty sure that's HTML5. Uh, indie and Studio. Uh, indie is $99 a year. Studio is $200 a year. Um, so both Indie and Studio have, um, see, publishing to Flash, uh, Windows, and... Okay, Indie and Studio are the ones that are the, the paid ones. Let me see if there's a... 
But so I've I've used the free version of both of these. Yeah. I have a, a year subscription to Stencil, but I haven't started it yet because I figured I'd do it when I actually had something I wanted to build and spit it out. Right. But I was more interested in just figuring out what the programs do before. Because like you were saying, before you commit to doing your project, you kind of want to see you got to come up with a project idea first right? and then see which is the best tool to get you there. Even though some of these tools are very, very similar. Yeah. They're they're They kind of, you, you just kind of have to pick a horse to back at one point. Um, and for me that always seemed to be game maker because it had been around for so long and game maker in particular has finally started doing what unity has done and Unity is probably one of the bigger engines out right now for smaller studios. It's like, like every indie game is made in Unity. Yeah. Because you can spit it out for any platform. Any platform. Like, you you build it in Unity, and it, but it's, like, legit coding, like C-sharp or JavaScript. Um, and then you can, from there, they have built-in ways to output to pretty much any console platform operating system. That is a problem with RPG Maker. It's VXAs. just PC, it's just, right? exe files executable windows files yeah that i'm surprised they haven't done something or somebody else hasn't created like a third-party converter it really it really feels like a super powerful free like shareware program because there are things that are so obvious to consumer like if a big studio did it yeah that's the first thing they would think about Mm -hmm. you know very consumer friendly things but instead they've put that same time into things that are really like integrated and tweaky yeah like you know? nerd hard like hard nerd core down into like the yeah and they totally oh, what about this... the inventory management systems and stuff like that. <laughs> total blinders to other stuff yeah yeah um but uh you know unity is i think on the spectrum of this stuff unity is where you will get to if you really want to make a legit game and have time to learn and uh you don't want to have any limitations whatsoever is unity is where you can go and their pricing stuff is super fair from what I gather. Yeah. Um, you can download, I think the full thing and they may be on the, like the revenue model where it's like, you can download it and export stuff for free until you make a certain amount of money. And then you kick in some bucks and then, yeah, you pay like royalties for using their engine on the complexity scale though. That's probably, the furthest. That's like taking classes. That's a real program for game development. That's yeah. not just like, I want to do this as a hobby. Though you can, but yeah. that's where you make a fully formed like, studio-level game. Like Unity. Indie studio-level game. Unity can make anything from iOS, like puzzle games, like 10 million. And it initially started like as a fully 3D thing. So like the built-in tutorial that ships with Unity is like this top-down, twin-sticky shooter thing. That's fully 3D, polygon, stuff like that. There's just really no built-in um, asset creation. Like, they're expecting you to import all those, f- like, 3D files from all outside software. Uh, but there are software uh, coding shortcuts built in. Like, this thing is not, o- like, this type of object. Because I'm saying that it is this type of object, it's going to inherently have these things attached to it and there's there's a physics system built into it right right yeah and so it, it's got some giant shortcuts yeah like the the stuff that you like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna sound stupid talking about this because i've only very much scratched the surface of this there's a website called udemy 
or Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. And it's essentially lynda.com tutorials. Udemy. Udemy, yeah. Um, But you buy individual courses from, like, I could make a course and upload it. Um, And what happened for me is I actually got suckered in by a YouTube ad, Mm -hmm. probably one of the only people ever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, for these guys, wish old grandmas get on YouTube. It's gonna be over. <laughs> I got you this watch. It's made of real gold. So I I followed this link to this Udemy course, and it was like fifty bucks on crazy sale, and it was hours and hours and hours of content, and it was walking you through getting going in Unity game development. So there are ways. There are books, would there are you, tutorials. You, and Would you recommend that course? I've only probably done a couple hours. But were so, they so far? I think so, meaningful? because they're the ones on Linda are not... Um, and Linda's, like, for years has helped me get through, like, learning. I, I've learned tons of software mm-hmm. through Linda. I feel like the entry point for Unity is harder to find because there are so many things you should know before you go to Unity. Yeah. Um, and this... like coding and C, like basic object oriented programming and all that stuff. This course expects you to know absolutely none of anything, which is probably the best way to go in. So that I know I already mocked us, but we'll tweet the uh, the link for that. This course, yeah, that okay, course. Sure. I wrote a note, so we'll actually do stuff. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I don't know how much it is now, but finding stuff like that. Um, and I've I've looked into books, um, you know, just actual old school paper bound books for learning <laughs> Unity. Leather bound books, <laughs> yeah, like O'Reilly stuff. Yeah, is there an like, O'Reilly Unity? I'm sure there is. There yeah. has to be, right? I would assume so. But that's the kind of program Unity is. Is that it would have fucking O'Reilly books. <laughs> that's it. Well, so does Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> very far. In, yeah, it's because they're all nerds, man. <laughs> O'Reilly's a big fucking nerd. But um. Get out of here, nerd. The crazy thing about all those books, though, is almost all of them, you flip to, like, just past the table of contents, and it's like, here's what we expect you to already know how to do. And more often than not, if you're coming into this cold, you're going to have to buy some other books that you're going to do before. Like, right at that first page, you are already having to learn two other things. So that's the nice part about Construct and Stencil and uh, RPG Maker. They at least pull you further back from that point so unity is like at the very end if you really want the most amount of flexibility if you just have an idea for a game and you want it made you know like you want a phone game or something like that you can find a program that's relatively cheap that'll help you just make that without you having to invest that much time into learning all these core concepts they'll they'll cut through a lot of the the rigorous stuff, but then at the end of the day, you won't be able to expand it in ways that you would in Unity. But I think it'll at least give you the taste of here is a shorthand version of doing this thing, and is this already too much for me? If yes, then don't bother. <laughs> Back it up. <laughs> yeah, then you're you're fine where you are. Uh, but yeah, there are there are Unity things on O'Reilly, but that seems like all the Linda tutorials of Unity started too far ahead. So would you say? That next on that spectrum behind Unity would be Game Maker, like that would be the next notch down. Probably, I mean, you can. It doesn't really necessarily count as a game making thing, but maybe Flash would split the difference between those two, because when I graduated college, I was doing Flash programming sort of as my 
quote unquote day job before I moved to LA. And, you know, you can get that to do absolutely anything. And it's cool because it's all built in to itself. And now completely obsolete. So enjoy (laughs) that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I probably couldn't fucking do any of it anymore, but I know like when I started that job, I had pretty much only done my classwork and it was like, Hey, I need you to build a game. That's like, if you drag this thing, it's a, it's like a quiz. Yeah. Drag the three options onto a thing and then click check and it'll check each of those to see if they're right or not and tell you, hey, you got one wrong answer, but it wouldn't tell you which one. Yeah. So it was like, it, it, it was easy enough to think about it super simply, but it went way deeper if you wanted to because that's that was the action script stuff, yeah. which I learned action script two and now it's on action script three and probably further than that. But Flash was cool because you can automatically pipe in, like, XML. <laughs> you can automatically import XML stuff into it or JavaScript and things, and it would interface with the Flash code. But I, I know, like, that's not really a thing anymore with websites are trying to shy away from it because it is so... Um, Security-prone or problematic and clunkier than HTML5. Yeah, exactly. And now HTML5 integrated is... With uh, web browsers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that part of that is Apple's fault. Well, I think Google too. They also, they shied away they from hate, flash. Yeah, they really don't like it. Interesting. Um, but they, I, I think the, one of the architects or, um, high level programmers for Google, like publicly asked Adobe, when are you going to make a deadline for them to kill flash? Like, wow. tell us because we need one. Just let's let him, I would say next time he does it, we'll just let him do it so we can stop. He's just going back to the same spot. Um, I have no idea how to make anything in HTML5. Like if... Well, Stencil and Construct will do it for out, you. Outside of makers? Yeah. Like, yeah. is there is there something like Flash that you can... I don't know. ...open up? It's called, like, the HTML5. I don't know how to program HTML5. I, yeah, I have I, no fucking idea. It. It's super powerful. Yeah. But... I, I would put that on at least the stuff that I'm familiar with. That's probably a middle ground between Game Maker and Unity. Game Maker has a lot of cool stuff, and it, it doesn't restrict you to genres or types of games, but has that deeper level that is also their own language. Yeah, which is frustrating to like say I'm going to devote all my time to learning GML because if you're going to do that, just like, learn C plus. Yeah, learn fucking JavaScript or C sharp. So that it's an actual transferable skill and it's not just locked into Game Maker. So it's it's hard when it's its own thing. But the reason I think that they did it is try to to try and make it easier and to fit in with like the logic of their own built-in model. So I I've I've looked at it and you know, I took a programming class in college, so that probably is why some of it made more sense to me than it did, but it also is what makes it harder to step back into something that's supposed to be quote unquote easier. Yeah. So it's like, I know how to do this thing for real. And the way that you're having me do it in game maker feels backwards because you're doing it for someone who didn't come from a coding background. Well, almost all these programs. And I think game maker also, they'll let you open up a screen and just code directly into it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a blank text doc looking yeah. thing. They'll let you do that now. But why, that's GML. Why, yeah. That you have to use GML. Um, Construct and RPG Maker and um, Stencil, they all have different languages they use too. Um, but if you, they're really not 
super complex one. So if you have an you know C plus plus background or something like that, mm-hmm. you could probably pick those up. But if you don't, then they why their... learn theirs? Yeah, they have their own proprietary <laughs> and stencil and construct. I think so. I okay. think stencil. It's like, um, it's it's like a stencil engine. Okay, because I'm looking at like their their puzzle piece coding thing. You know, like that you just drag chunks in and puzzle piece your code uh, for like your if statement, and there's little drop downs that you just change. But I I don't know about. It says write code if you want. Power users can create and share their own blocks. Extend the engine through code, import libraries, and write their own custom classes that interact seamlessly with block-based behaviors. That's from Stencil, but it doesn't say like what the language what is. The, I think it's their own language. Oh. But I don't think it's that complex. I know Construct is made in C++ and JavaScript, but I don't know. I think their their engine, too, is, is a proprietary language that it uses. Weird. Um, but... I, just looking at like I haven't made code for them, but looking at the code they generate, mm-hmm. they don't look that different or that uh, frustrating if you have any kind of background. Sure. But the good thing about them is you don't need any kind of background at all, other than like I would say if you knew regular HTML, or you know, or have ever looked at Python or any suit or even Logo the Turtle. Like if you know what's that? You never played with Logo? No. <laughs> oh my god. What is that? What'd you do in elementary school with the computer? I don't know. I was in Indiana. I didn't have fucking anything there. <laughs> he was in black and green. <laughs> <laughs> logo the turtle. Yeah. I'm gonna look this up. That was that was like one of my favorite games that I was tricked into liking when it was educational. Oh, you didn't know it was educational? Loosely. Did you feel like betrayed? No, it was like Oregon Trail where it's like, yeah, uh... it's educational, I guess. <laughs> I know about dysentery now. All, all I see is like this thing drawing green lines. Was it like programming a turtle to draw lines? No, you'd tell like the turtle like walk right and then he'd walk right. And they'd be like, That's what programming is <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like this isn't fucking programming. <laughs> uh, but anyways, like it's if if you have if you spend an hour or a half hour Wendell just farted again and learn like base very very basic like understanding of the way you talk to computers you don't even need to learn a language you just learn like like you were saying like break things down in their tiny compartments yeah and then say like what do i want i want this guy to walk over here when someone walks in the room so then you have to understand you have to tell how to tell the computer there's a variable for a, in the room this yes is or a person no. yeah yeah this this sprite when it if it if it moves crosses this line then this happens. If it doesn't cross the line, then that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, you you know, and there's different ways to do it. Like, you can have it con- the game constantly checking to see if that variable is met. Or you can have a check just when something happens. And, you know, you can make things more slick depending on uh, how much processor power you want to dedicate to each action. But That's it, the stuff I have no fucking idea. Like, optimization yeah, things? Yeah, optimization. If, if I make the game and it works and it's not good enough... Too fucking bad. Buy a better computer. <laughs> that's oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it's funny. Like looking at the very beginning of when I was making my game, like how I made things happen before I really understood them mm-hmm. was like such jerry rigged like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of it, you can do something you did in ten actions in like four. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter that much because games like those are so light. Yeah, they don't need to be optimized. But you can. But that's not important for any of these these projects is they just want 
to help you get there, you don't really need to learn how to do it in the greatest way because they're so light anyways. So uh, of of the ones you have messed with, and I know you haven't really touched Game Maker much, but of Stencil Constructs, RPG Maker, would you say RPG Maker is the one you've had the most interest in just because it is so tweaky? Uh, Well, I had an idea for RPG, mm. so I used RPG Maker the most. Okay. So Construct and Stencil are 2D um, game creators, so you're... They're basically best suited for if you have an idea for a platformer, if you have an idea for a shmup, or if you have an idea for like a top-down shooter. Yeah. Those so are a lot of side-scrolling platformers, at least in like their demos. Platformers, and... yeah, those three categories, shmups, platformers, and top-down shooters, that's what you want to use this system for. These would these two would be crap if you want it to be like story-driven uh, in any way. They're really a mechanics building game. Well, I mean, you could, or systems. Uh, this is at least for what it's intended. Like, of course, you could probably do any of that stuff if you really uh, like it, dug it, into story beats and stuff like it. You could make Thomas was alone in one of these. You could, yeah, you could. It, it's it's just it's more of a bitch, and the way to put the text in is more of a bitch. It's it just takes a lot longer. Yeah. Than if you're using a system. That was more attuned to that. Mm-hmm. But like RPG Maker to make a platformer is way more of a bitch. You'd have to import <laughs> a system that you can then insert script into your file that it'll let you do those type of things. Whereas these, they're already in there. Yeah. The biggest difference between Construct and Stencil is um, their own individual. Like Stencil, they have behaviors. Mm-hmm. And behaviors you can add to actors. You know, yeah, behaviors are basically like groups of code that you can then just add to various different things. I would say the best way to learn one of these things is to do the opposite of what you and I did, yeah. which is to get a bunch of them at once and then keep <laughs> opening them up and switching between them. Because when they tell you, oh, this is an actor, you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. But it means something completely different in each one of these things. That's true, but... Like or an object or an event or they look so different that I wasn't getting met. Like all these things, like behaviors and actors and things like that, all they are in RPG Maker are events. Yeah, for so, all of it. For all of it. So yeah. you don't really have to think about it. And then in Construct, Construct doesn't break it down as much. You basically have one workstation for visuals and one workstation for code, mm-hmm. and you're dealing one, either one or the other. You dump the code on the specific pieces. like You, you just link them. Oh, so okay. you link them together, but you don't really... So when you're looking at a construct game, it, when you click over the code portion, it's just a long fucking list of code. Uh, right, right. Whereas Stencil does a better job of hiding it a little more. So you have chunks of code, and they literally are pieces that snap together. Yeah, that's what I saw in the, the um, screenshot, which I haven't... I have not touched Stencil, but... But I I really didn't see that much difference other than personal whatever your personal preference is sure. between construct and stencil. They both work really well. They're both really slick. Construct has a whole marketplace like Game Maker and Unity. Oh, okay, that's huge. That's that's kind of in, integrated and built in. Mm-hmm. Stencil has one of those, except stencils is all public domain stuff, oh. so you don't have to pay anything. But it's much, much more limited. How are the the construct prices on that store thing? Good, yeah. really good. I mean, same as game maker. The game makers. Oh, I don't. I don't think I ever fully went into that. But game maker also does have that, where you can um, have a separate account to log in, 
and purchase sort of packs that get you, you know, another 20% down the road of what you want. So it's like, I have Game Maker. I want to make a an aerial combat game. Well, here's um, a chunk of code somebody made for uh, piloting an airplane. And then you can take that and like, here's another that does like dynamic parallax backgrounds. And you can piecemeal together a bunch of was stuff. That, was that Spanish? Yes. Was that Persian you were just speaking? Yes. <laughs> um, but it, you can buy like all the, the individual pieces that you could combine together and then have a, a fairly functional game really quickly that you can then you know, modify and make it your own. I think that's if you want to have something that you make um, and then you want it to sell and you want people to look at you as like a game maker, I think you just have to at least do something to make it not an off-the-shelf but thing. if you wanted to make like a Mario game, side-scrolling platformer, yeah. you could buy that and it's done, right. basically. Start designing Just, your own levels. It'll look the exact same. It'll be like an editor level inside of a game that you like. Yeah. Where the game's done, all the system, when you jump, it jumps. When you land on someone, you can build Mario in like 20 minutes. For, yeah. Not for like 50 bucks. No, it, like I the bought the... The only thing you uh... need is if... if if you add your own art, it'll look very, very different in yeah. music. I bought the roguelite platformer pack, which is essentially, for Game Maker, someone um, giving you a starter pack for Spelunky. Like, randomly generated levels, um, you know, enemy movement that kind of does its own thing, uh, and all and these various tools and ways to destruct the level. And it was already made. And it was like $10, and it's super well documented, and then... Like, it de- I guess it depends on the developer and how much time they want to spend on it. But they'll tell you, if you want to change this about the game, here's where you go to change those variables. Like, if you want your level to only be three rows deep or something like that, go to the code and change it here. So it seems like the the more that these marketplaces take off and the more people are able to make money off of them, the more that they're going to you know, dump time into making their stuff user-friendly and then the easier it is for you to use. And I don't know, there's a ton of stuff out there. And I know we're we're scratching the surface on like a lot of these things, but I, I there's a lot. It seems like some of the stuff that gets put on Steam at this point, there's... Just generic crap. Yeah. Pumped out. The bar is getting lower and lower because there's more things like this. Yeah, the, the positive is if you have an idea and no experience, you can make it in one of these programs relatively easy, relatively cheaply, and spend the time really making your vision come to life. Mm. Alternatively, if you have no vision, (laughs) you can just pump out a clone piece of shit relatively cheaply, (laughs) relatively easily, you know. Just know we'll be judging you. Just that's what it is. Yeah. If If you you were wondering why there's so many of the same game on Steam or any of these indie platforms, it's because of these fucking things. <laughs> and the packs that get you there already. Yeah. Like, here's, spend a dollar, and then you have Flappy Bird, and if you can, if you want to change the graphics, you can make Flappy Squid, or Happy Squid, or, squ- or Squiddy Flappy Flap. Bird. Smappy Bird. Smeggy Bird. <laughs> Smegma Bird. Um, do you want to talk about Idiot Town? Like, do you want to put that up somewhere? Uh, Yeah, I think... We're going to sell it through the Explosive Magico website. Hey everyone, I have to break in here. This is current day Ari. You were listening to many, many months ago Ari. And since that time, there have been some developments that I just need to tell you about real quick. One is, 
that Idiot Town is now sold on Itch.io and not on our show page. And so if you want to find it, you can just put Idiot Town into Itch.io or into Google, Idiot Town Game. You should find it. Um, you can find all the information about the game. And it is now available for both Mac and PC since a new version of RPG Maker, RPG Maker MV, came out, which allows you to export in both Windows and PC, among other formats like iOS and Android. So go to the page, uh, read about the game, enjoy it. It's on deep discount right now. It's 99% off, so I would act quick because the sale is only going to last for the next 10 years. Uh, That's it. Enjoy the rest of the show. I spent all this time trying to figure out RPG Maker and then realized, well, I'll just make this game. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Joe, you've played it. I have. Um, To completion. Ending one. It's um, because I I was more interested in the systems. It's more of a, like, I would say a visual explore, not an exploratory game, because I hate those games. But it's, it's more story and moving around. Than game, it's more reading and looking at the writing than yeah. it is about. But you're still moving RPG. around; things still work. And yeah, it's a RPG style <laughs> game. Sure. Uh, really, really want to see some reviews of this thing. Uh, oh, oh, and it's it's thirty minutes minimum, probably forty five, fifty maximum. Yeah, read as much of the stuff as you can. Like, don't blast through and do it on like as quick as possible. You should read people's stuff. That's the best part about it. I would love to get feedback though. So if you guys do buy it, I think it'll be up for like what a dollar twenty-five or dollar <laughs> something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, super cheap. Um, but yeah, so send us feedback at waspod at gmail dot com. Write us a review. Yeah, exactly. I would love reviews. Yeah, <laughs> even if they're shitty. Yeah, like shit all over it. That'll be awesome. <laughs> I'll call you a dickhead and like get really angry and defensive. <laughs> Talk about your art. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Will you create something? <laughs> but. The the long story short with all these makers is like if you have any idea at all, any idea, like if you have something that you haven't seen before and think would be a cool game, you can make it. Yeah. So I think we just wanted to bring up some of these things mostly because we as you as you've heard have <laughs> been messing with them more than we probably should have, but um this is also to announce that Ari and I are going to make a game maybe within the next 5 to 10 years. <laughs> um we'll have something that Ari can tweak out about the programming side, and I will make way too much art. It's for. called the Blues Travelers. <laughs> it's inspired by the music of Canadian rock group Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. <laughs> Look for it on shelves at Best Buy, which will be closing soon. <laughs> which will be closed within that five Due to, 10 to Blues years. Travelers. <laughs> The most disastrous launch of any product ever. Oh, man. Um, All right. Well, let's call that a show. Let's give away a game before we get out of here. We were really good for a while of not giving away games at the very end so people didn't just jump there. Yeah. Maybe now, though. Not anymore. Maybe now they (laughs) won't expect it. That's true. Yeah. I think they'd never do it twice in a row. (laughs) That's just crazy enough to work. Let's give away Planet Stronghold, because I don't know what that is. Because it's free. Along with its DLC key. So for Planet Stronghold, L86DMZI053YC8V9, and its DLC, 
X-E-P-P-I-H-W-D-3-4-Q-3-C-C-K. Ari, what's Planet Stronghold? <laughs> okay, uh, if I had to guess, which I do, Planet <laughs> Stronghold, I would think it is a game, a space exploration game that's 2D and... Um, you're a ship trying to find resources on different planets where you can then use the planets as bases to harvest more resources. All right. I was going to say it's an arena shooter, but this looks pretty dope. What is it? Um, 2D space exploration? No, I don't really know. Um, it almost looks like it has the artwork of one of those games that was brought back. Like from a long time ago, um, <laughs> like a 2001 game. No, no, no. Like, like an 80s game. It's like here's a remaster. <laughs> Planet Stronghold is a sci-fi role-playing game with a turn-based combat system. You take the role of a young new recruit and that somehow gets assigned to the most well-known, well-defended human outpost in the whole galaxy. Not the whole galaxy. Planet Stronghold. And the only reason I say it looks dope is because it, like, one of the screenshots is shit like this, which is like. Oh. That's right. I remember looking at that and thinking, do I want this game? And then I looked at those screenshots and I was like, no, I'm going to give it away. <laughs> it's just like menus and graphs and stat screens. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks cool. <laughs> it does. It does look very satisfying if you really yeah. want like a lot of shit to think about. Yeah. And then there's some combat that looks like Earth Mountain. Anyway, someone <laughs> should play Planet Stronghold uh, by Idiot Town. So you can send some reviews to Ari. Send us reviews of both, though. If you get a free game, we the only thing we ask is that you send us a small review, letting us know what you thought of it. Yeah, let us talk uh, about your review. Wazpod at gmail.com. We'll read the review out loud, talk about it. Um, you can tweet at us at Wazpod, or you can put it on our Steam page, which is Wazpod Group. Yeah, the Wazpod Group. Uh, go to ExposedMagico.com, listen to other shows, uh, check out... Uh, what else we got? Other... You can be the head of our Kingdom of Loathing clan, because... Because <laughs> apparently we're not anymore. <laughs> we're probably inactive. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and keep an eye out on the Twitter or our Steam group for when we do stream live. We have some new, uh, equipment, so that should be easier, and we will start, uh, posting videos shortly. We are about to embark, uh... Maybe today, maybe within a couple days, on our DNA Twix- Twister Extreme playthrough, uh, courtesy of Mr. Luke O'Connor down in Australia. Yeah, so keep an eye out on the Twitter and Steam page for our live streams. You can also check, keep an eye on the YouTube, the Explosive Magico YouTube page for um, postings of our of our yeah streams. Archive. You know, archives of our streams. Um, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Sign us out. Uh, if you like fish and chips and all the pimp shit, then let us hear you say, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See ya.